squished it. You know, my hair's not perfect for you. Hey everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people. What, 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 what? Is March. Double talk, double talk. This is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, my guest today is Anna O'Neill, and she is from Apple Hill, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> friends animal sanctuary funny story how she came to get on the show there is a long waiting list to get on chef aj live because i really have other jobs and responsibilities to my publisher and things to do so i really do my best to try to do only one show a day and so there's a little form you fill out to be on the show and she did fill it out on september 6 2022 i feel terrible but what happened is she showed up at my conference even though she's all the way in north carolina in sacramento on september 17th to give me this shirt and guess what the first cancellation she was bumped up and she's on the show today please welcome her to the show you you, you know how to do things <laughs> <laughs> well I, I figure if you if you wouldn't respond to me via email I would just fly out across the country and and demand that you put me on your show which is not what happened but I'm, I'm joking as well but thank you for having me <laughs> well I think it's a great system and we're going to recommend that to everyone <laughs> Uh, but 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 so we're gonna we're gonna actually take a tour and look at all the wonderful animals that you have in your sanctuary and I want to hear all about how it started but first I want to hear about you when you became vegan why because people love to know a good story yeah I'll try to make it short so um I started thinking about you know the, the animals and factory farming and farm animals and I, it was sometime in college and I really wish I knew that exact moment that I started thinking about that and it bothering me that I was eating meat, but it was sometime in college. And, uh, you know, I, and, and of course I, I flip-flopped like a lot of people, I flip-flopped between vegan and vegetarian, pescatarian back to vegan, vegetarian. I did that for several years. Um, but it, it was about 25, I'm guess I'm thinking 25, 26 years ago that I stopped eating meat. And, and I, there was a couple of periods in there where I was uh, vegetarian, but it's, it's been vegan now for, for several years, long time. And, um, but it's, it's definitely been at least 25 years since I've put any meat in my mouth. Thank God. So, yeah. Nice. What was your impetus? You know, um, I, you know, again, I was trying to remember exactly. I you know when I went to college, we, you know, I went to uh, UNC Chapel Hill and, I'm from Greenville, a smaller town in North Carolina, but Chapel Hill is a little bit more, um, you know, cosmopolitan. It's, it's not, it's not big. It's basically in the Raleigh-Durham area. But, um, you know, there were, it's people were talking about ideas and exposing me to things that I'd never really thought about before. You know, I grew up in a very, you know, meat-heavy um, environment. I never really thought about it. It was never a topic of conversation, but just something made me start thinking about it. And started thinking about, you know, hey, I'm contributing to, to this cruelty. And I lo always loved animals. You know, we had um, dogs and cats and fish and hamsters and guinea pigs and, um, you know, all the animals growing up. And I just loved them so much. I used to dress my cat up in doll baby clothes and <laughs> put her around the neighborhood. And I remember I was learning math and I would had a little chalkboard that my parents gave me and I would teach my cat math. And I would read books to my dog. And I just um, always loved animals. And so, you know, when I got to college, I started thinking, why, well, why do I love these animals, but not these? And so 
I'm, I started visiting animal sanctuaries. I went out to um, to Utah to Best Friends Animal Sanctuary. This was back in the 90s, early, probably mid-90s. And I, and I volunteered and actually lived in Kanab, Utah, working at that sanctuary for, uh, for a few months. And then I started following Farm Sanctuary. Um, I never made it to Watkins Glen, New York, but I did go to a conference and I heard Gene Bauer we had a conference here in Raleigh um, called the Compassionate Living Festival, where um, Michael, I, I saw Michael Greger in person. This was years ago. Kim Stallwood, um, Tom Reagan, you know, all, all um, Ingrid Newkirk was there. I, I just saw all of the, the big guns back there then in the animal rights um, arena. And, you know, that, and that's all, that's all it took. I was like, that's it. I'm not contributing to that anymore. And, and I, and I always wanted to, to rescue animals. I was like, I, I fight for these animals and I talk about them, but I don't know them. You know, I mean, how often do I get to actually meet a farm pig or a cow or, you know, or even a chicken? So I, I decided that at some point in my life, I was going to rescue farm animals. And I finally did it starting eight years ago. Nice. Well, that's great. I'm sure other people have the dream to do that, but how does one start? How does one start a sanctuary? Well, I'll tell you, I, I was thinking real big at first. I was, I had moved to Raleigh and I was living almost in the downtown area. And I was like, I've got to get out of here. I, I just want to be out in the country. And I was, I kept thinking about my dream and I, I was volunteering at little sanctuaries around here. And I had this grandiose idea that I had to have 30 acres and lots of money and all these volunteers set up. And, and, and so I started looking for property way outside of the Raleigh area, because if I was going to get a large property, that's all I could afford. And, um, you know, I was looking at 25 acres, 30 acre properties with old farmhouses. And I was thinking to myself, gosh, am I really going to be able to do this? I mean, all by myself, cause I'm single. And, um, I, and I would lay awake at night and I'd be like, I really want to do this. But then I, I it's, it's like something would just slap me and say, be realistic. I can't afford this. What if something happens to me and I have all these animals? How? What if I lose my job? How can I afford it? And um, I was on a business trip and I was looking at Zillow and I was looking for properties. And my my realtor picked out this house where I, the, the house I'm in now. And it was outside of Chapel Hill, North Carolina, only five miles outside of town. And it was only almost three acres. And I was like, that's not big enough. I can't start a sanctuary with three acres. There's no way. He's like, why don't we just go look at it? So I came out here and we looked at the covenant and there was no restrictions on farm animals. And I'm only literally 10 minutes from Chapel Hill where there's a large university. And um, we walked around in the woods and we walked the property line and He's like, you you don't think this is big enough to rescue a few farm animals? And I loved the house. And I was like, I don't know. It was in my price range. It was farm animals. Yeah. And, and I said, you know what? Um, and I came back and visited a few times and I finally said, all right, let's let's do this. And it and it's been perfect. I I don't have a huge large property. So when you say, how does one get started doing this? Well, um, in my case. I've got a, what, what I consider to be a micro sanctuary. Um, there's a micro sanctuary movement. Uh, a friend of mine uh, coined the term. I think if you, if you Google uh, micro, micro sanctuary resource community, I think that's it. 
Um, he's got a um, website that explains what a micro sanctuary is. It's basically a vegan run um, sanctuary. Somebody who does not exploit animals of any kind, doesn't eat animals, any animal products, and rescues even one or two farm animals, whether it's a cow, a chicken, um, pigs, and a goat's sheep, whatever it, it happens to be. And um, as long as it's a rescued farm animal and you're a vegan run organization, yeah. you can consider yourself to be a micro sanctuary. And I have 19 pigs and three roosters and one dog and one guinea pig, and they're all rescues. And so I am definitely part of that micro sanctuary movement. So long story short, to answer your question, you don't need a ton of money and you don't need 50 acres to rescue a few farm animals and to get to know them and really make a difference in your community. I have a blog post about this, um, I'm sorry, on my website that says, I think the title is, if I can do this, so can you. Nice. Well, how, what what is the number of animals that separates micro sanctuary from macro sanctuary? You know, I don't really know. I don't I don't know if there is a, a specific number, but um, you know, like there's a I, I, there's Piedmont Farm Animal Refuge down the down the road, about eight miles from. I think from I've me. been there. Uh, what's the name of the lady that runs it? Because Lenore, Lenore. I think I've been to that one. There's oh, in North. In North Carolina? I remember visiting. I remember I, I spoke at a, at a veg fest in North Carolina and went to this fabulous restaurant. I wish I could think of the name. Maybe you can help me think of it. I visited Dr. Howard Jacobson, and I seem to remember visiting some sanctuary there. And that does sound like- I bet you did. If you spoke at veg fest, you probably worked with Helene. Yeah. And um, and Helene, uh, the veg fest actually proceeds, they benefit Piedmont Farm Animal Refuge. So you were probably there. That's Lenore and her husband, Paul. They are literally eight miles away from me. So I was trying to say, so are they a, a micro sanctuary? They have a lot more land. They have a lot more animals than I do. So they, I probably wouldn't think of them as a micro sanctuary, but as far as the exact number of the cutoff number, I, I don't know. Don't, don't know if there is one. Well, how much does it cost to run a sanctuary and where do you get the funding? Because you, you said you have a, like a real job, like you have to work a real job. Oh, oh, yes. I've got to pay my bills. Um, how much does it cost? Well, um, you know, this I, 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 I just started using QuickBooks and all of that because I'm like, I've got to start being able to spout out numbers and, and run reports and really figuring out how much I'm spending here. But um, on a day to day basis, you know, if you have large vet bills, you know, that's going to add a lot. But like the past couple of years, I haven't had any vet emergencies. I have, I mean, other than just normal, you know, hoof trims and things like that, but just on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, buying food, buying straw, um, you know, just infrastructure, fencing, gates, uh, you know, barn fixes, ramps, things like that, that you have to deal with. Um, it's, it's totally doable for, for me. I mean, I, 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 I contribute a lot of my own money to my micro sanctuary, which is a nonprofit. And that helps me on taxes because I contribute to my own charitable organization. So, you know, I can write that off on taxes, you know, as a charitable contribution, but I do get some donations um, in monetary donations. I, I do Facebook fundraisers, um, my website, there's, there's a donation form there. And I also have a sponsorship program. So anyone can go to my website and, and and navigate to the sponsorship page where all, they can select any of the 19 pigs 
and sign up for, for uh, monthly, quarterly, or yearly donations. And I've got more folks signing up for, for that. And, and that, that's, that's very helpful because that's, that's money that comes in on a regular basis that I can count on. Um, I get a lot of food donations, which is great. Um, that, that helps me tremendously. Um, yeah, because the, the, the food donations, you know, I can, I can spend a lot of money on food. Um, well, I want to talk about the food because you actually, Chef AJ, have made a huge difference in the diet of my pigs, believe it or not. Really? Are they, are they, um, are they on a weight loss program? <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, yeah. In fact, in the video that I talk about one of the pigs, she's morbidly obese. She got here um, a couple of years ago. I mean, morbidly obese. But, you know, when I started following you, Chef HA, and I, and I, I signed up for your ultimate weight loss program, and, and I've lost 25 pounds in the past yes. two and a half years, just, just eating whole food plant-based, just following your example, reading your books, uh, following your recipes and unprocessed, um, your, your uh, Phil Fabulous Over 40 group. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I have stalked you for, you know, a, a, a good two and a half years. And so I, I took what I learned from you, you know, eating left of the red line, you know, calorie density chart and all of the things that I've learned through you. And I've applied that to, to, to the nutrition of my pigs. They eat so much fresh produce and fruit, vegetables, whole grains. Um, they eat a very extremely, extremely healthy diet. And not only has it maintained the the weight and the nutrition and health of of my my herd as a whole, but my pig that's morbidly obese has lost. You know, she's still way overweight. It's a slow process for her because she doesn't get around and move around very much. But she's lost probably fifty pounds in about two two and a half years since she's been here. She's got a long way to go. She was that overweight. But I've just applied what I've learned from you to my own health to the pigs. I'm very picky about what they eat, and so thank you. You you've been you you've been extremely instrumental in the health of my animals just just by learning from you. So oh, thank I, you for that. That is so cool. Do I mean? Do they are they free fed? Like how how does it work? Like did, are they all all? We're gonna see a video soon, guys, and they're adorable. But are all nineteen of them together? Do you have to separate them? Do they get along? What do they do for fun? Do they go for walks? How old are they? <laughs> well, they all range in um they, they range in age. They're all together in one area, but I do have certain I, I have it um, separated. So, so some are together. Like I've got seven pigs in one area five and another. Randy Lou, the, the morbidly obese one is with her sister by themselves because um, yeah, you, do they all get along? No. That's why I have to separate some of them. They're very, they have very, very strong personalities. Really? Um, oh, absolutely. If, and you know, it's, you know, as, as, as wonderful as they are, they can, they can be mean to each other if, uh, and I guess this is kind of common in the animal world. If, 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 it, if, if one of them starts aging or showing signs of slowing down or has a disability or in Randy Lou's case, being morbidly obese, the pigs can really pick on them and, and just make, make their lives miserable. And so, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta separate them out of that, that, that part of the herd. Um, so it's kind of a, it's kind of, I kind of, you know, hit or miss and trial and error, just kind of see who's getting along with who. Now I have a huge farm pig named Petey. He's, he's my only farm pig. You're going to see him in the video. All the other pigs are pot belly pigs. Petey's a farm pig. So he can't be with just any pig. He has to be with pigs that'll tolerate him. 
So, um, yeah, so he's a special case, but, and I have one pig that's, that's completely separated from everybody because she's disabled and you'll see her in the video as well. Abigail, she's got severe arthritis in her feet and she's very elderly. So, but does she get lonely? Does she get lonely being all by herself? Well, she's not completely by herself. She lives with the roosters and she absolutely loves the roosters and the roosters love her. They sit on her back. They sleep with her at night. They, they all hang out together and she's got some squirrels that hang out with her all day too. It's really cute. That is adorable. And so (laughs) roosters and pigs, and so you can put different species together and they're often get along, but sometimes they don't get along if they're the same species. Right. It's, it's, it's a learning process. You know, I went, if somebody had asked me before I started the sanctuary, do you think it's okay to put roosters in the same, you know, penned in area with, with a potbelly pig? I'd probably be like, oh, probably not. That pig's pig's probably going to snap at them and, and hurt them, you know, just, just, you know, trying to get to their food or something, but no, I, it's, I, you know, you, you start just a little bit and in one, one rooster and I'm like, oh, they're getting along just great. Then you, you know, okay, well, let's try another rooster. And then before you know it, they're all one big happy family. <laughs> That's great. I wonder if we should play the video now so people can take a look at this. Now, that This might be a good time. Let me just, sure. Uh, okay. Let me open and, then, and you can, after we watch it, you can talk about it. Oh man, I had it open a second ago. Okay. I got to find it again, but don't worry because while I'm looking for it, maybe you can tell us about a children's book you're writing. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, I started writing my book. I it actually start, I actually started just doing kind of children's stories on my blog. I've since taken the stories off my blog because I was like, you know what, I need to work on them a little bit more before I expose them to the world. Um, you know, I watch the pigs. I, 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 it's almost like exposing my childhood wonder, you know, when I, when I watch the pigs and I, and I see their little personalities and it's like, I become a child again, looking at, looking at a, a, a Disney movie, you know, I just, I see their little personalities come out and, and I think of all these, you know, stories and, you know, uh, and, and, you know, they're based on some of their real personalities, like Petey's a bully and, you know, Abigail gets picked on because she's disabled and Daisy has spots all over her and she's really embarrassed. And, you know, so yeah, I'm working on the book. It's, um, I got a, quite a ways to go. I, I do it in my quote free time. So, um, did you ever yeah. think, you know, I've heard about this cause I know that you need donations and we're not, you know, we don't like push things like this on the show. There's a link in the show notes, right. to donate and I'll put it in the chat, but I've heard of sanctuaries like where you have cameras on the animals where people can watch them, like not all day, obviously, but for hours. And that sometimes makes people want to donate because they, they can like adopt a certain animal and then contribute. That's a great idea. And you're not the first person who's put that bug in my ear. Um, I do have some ring cameras out there, but those are just for me to spy on them when, you know, I'm not home or something like that. But uh, like when I was in Sacramento at your conference, if you saw me on my phone, I was probably spying on the pigs uh, from one of my ring cameras. That's funny. Hey, I just noticed I saw an Instant Pot in the background. We're going to talk about that. But first, let me share the screen and we're going to play this wonderful video, guys. Be prepared to be um, adorable. Let's see. Oh, oh, no, it's over here. There we go. Uh, You can see that, right, Anna, the YouTube? Yes. Okay, good. Okay, good. Here we go. 
Hi, Chef AJ fans. This is Anna O'Neill. I am the founder and primary caretaker of the animals at Jenna and Friends Animal Sanctuary in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I'm going to give you a quick tour of the sanctuary and introduce you to some of the animals. We're very lucky. We get lots of produce donations from the community. We get fresh grains and fruit, potatoes, all kinds of vegetables. We get lots of donations, which is great because we believe in a very, very healthy diet for the pigs. We want them to be very healthy. We want them to live a long, happy, prosperous life. We don't want them to be sick. We don't want them to be overweight. And just like with people, we know we can control that with a healthy diet. This is Abigail. We rescued Abigail from Charlotte, North Carolina about two and a half years ago. She came from an extremely neglectful situation. She was basically abandoned by the people who had her and they just, they just left her when they moved. When we found her, she was living in a pile of beer cans and she had no access to shelter, food or water. We brought her back here and she was extremely traumatized. She suffers from severe arthritis in her feet. Her hooves had never been trimmed and her feet were extremely painful to walk on. But now we've gotten her hooves trimmed. We've treated her arthritis. She eats an extremely healthy diet. She has access to fresh water and companionship and lots of love and fresh straw to sleep in at night. She's doing just wonderful now, right, Miss Abigail? She's a sweet girl. Hi, Miss Maggie. Maggie is the product of, a, of the breeding industry. Lots of people will buy potbelly pigs from breeders without doing their research. They don't know how big they're going to get. They, they believe the breeder when the breeder tells them they're gonna stay really small, little teacup pigs. There is no such thing. If you see a little tiny pig, he's, he or she is a piglet, not a full grown pig. But anyway, Maggie and, and several of our pigs have come from folks who have bought them from breeders and realized they just were not set up for pigs. And they ended up coming here to live in an environment where they should live out in the woods to explore and to be part of a herd. They are companion animals. They want to be part of a herd. They have very, very strong personalities. And when you put a pig like Maggie inside of an apartment in a dog crate all day with no access to outdoors or companion animals, they are absolutely miserable. Right, Miss Maggie? This is Miss Daisy. She was one of our very first rescues a few years ago. She was found wandering in Durham County, North Carolina. A few years ago, she went to the animal shelter there and they auctioned her off as livestock. So we went and bid on her and won her and brought her back here. That was about six years ago. Over the years, Daisy has lost her sight. She is fully blind, but Maggie is her seeing eye pig. So if Daisy loses her way, she is led back to her water bowl and to her fresh straw bed at night. And she's doing just wonderfully. This is Randy Lou and Penny Lane. Penny Lane is the pig facing us. These guys came from a very, very bad neglectful situation. They were living in their own urine and feces in the back of someone's shed. They have had no access to sunlight. Penny suffered a 
dog attack. She only has one ear and she limps really bad. Randy Lou, her sister, who's uh, who's not facing us, is morbidly obese. And the reason for that is because the owner was giving them commercial hog food, which is full of fat. And that food has one purpose, and that is to fatten up farm pigs for slaughter. It's not nutritious food, and it should not be given to potbelly pigs. And this is what happens. Now, you can't see um, Randy's face, but she has she suffers from fat blindness. That's when, this is common in overweight pigs, very overweight pigs. The fat folds on their face actually cover their eyes, which prevents them from seeing. And it is absolutely heartbreaking. Now, now Randy Lou has actually lost about 50 pounds since she's been here. In about two and a half years, she's lost about 50 pounds. And she's got probably another 50 pounds to go. So we're working on that very slowly. She has an extremely healthy diet right now. And she does have woods to roam around in and get some exercise, but it's a slow process. And this is Petey. Petey is our only farm pig in a herd of potbelly pigs. Most likely Petey fell off a transport truck somewhere in Eastern North Carolina. Someone found him running around as a tiny little piglet and scooped him up and brought him here. North Carolina, unfortunately, is the number two state in, as far as hog production is concerned, literally millions of pigs like Petey are slaughtered every year for barbecue and bacon and other disgusting food products, if that's what you want to call them. But Petey's one of the very few lucky ones. He's here living within a herd of potbelly pigs and he's doing just great, right Petey? He's a good boy. He eats very, very healthy food. Notice his weight. He's at the perfect weight. A lot of times when you see um, pigs like Petey, you'll see that they're very, very, very overweight, big, huge pigs. They're, they're being fed a terrible diet because they're just being fattened up for slaughter and they don't get any exercise in those confined areas. But Petey lives a very healthy life. He gets plenty of exercise in the woods and he eats a great diet full of fresh grains and produce. Right, Petey? He's a good boy. Hey, guys, that's Miss Mandy. Mandy was our very, very first rescue. And there's Bobby, her boyfriend. Hey, Bobby. He's a good boy. Hey, Bobby. And there's Miss Roxy. <laughs> they all have their rescue stories. Hey, Petey. This is Larry. He is our dominant pig. Larry was found wandering loose taken to animal control and then brought here to live out his life. He came in and immediately took charge. When pigs are a part of a herd, they establish hierarchy of dominance and they continue that hierarchy for the rest of their lives. But Larry came in and took charge immediately and all the other pigs said, okay, he's in charge. He is our leader. Larry is even dominant over Petey the farm pig which is amazing since Petey's probably three times as big as Larry. There's little Ellie. Ellie's our petite, beautiful pig. She came here extremely malnourished and scared. She was sickly. She had no hair. She was absolutely terrified of anybody who got any, anywhere near her. But now look at her. She is doing just great. She's an absolutely gorgeous pig. And the, she has just fit right into the herd and she loves everybody and everybody loves her. Right, Petey? 
We've got some beauties over here. There's Tabitha and Bella, and there's Ricky. And over here, we've got little Greg. Now, Greg is doing his little trick. Whenever I walk in here, he immediately flops over, expecting a belly rub. He's so spoiled. Hey, Greg. You know, you'll notice this little pig house here. I've got several of those around. I also have a big barn for the pigs. It's very important that pigs have shelter from the rain and the elements. This particular house, for example, has a metal roof to keep the rain out and it's insulated so that they can stay warm in the winter. And I also hang heat lamps in the winter time and it's full of fresh straw. Now, right now there's, there's just a layer of straw, but in the winter time, I'll put at least two times that amount of straw because the pigs burrow in it when they sleep together and they huddle up in a big pile to keep warm. Right, Miss Bella? Hey, Miss Bella, you're a pretty girl. You like to snuggle in that house, don't you? This is Janice. Janice was living with some dogs and unfortunately the dog started turning on her and attacking her. And if you look closely, you can see how her ears are frayed. She, they've completely healed now, thank goodness. But when she got here, literally parts of her ears were hanging off. Pigs and dogs sometimes are okay to live together, but when it starts going bad and you start seeing aggression and fighting, it is time to separate that pig out of that dog pen. And that concludes our video, our little tour of the animals at Jenna and Friends Animal Sanctuary. Thank you so much for watching. This was just, what, 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 that? okay, that, this was absolutely precious. Guys, what do you think of it, about this? Let me hear from you in the chat. They are so adorable. Let me get, am I, yeah, we're back on. Okay, perfect. They are so cute. They are. They're just so darn cute. Why to see their little, their little faces. <laughs> we were raised Orthodox Jewish. So even though we ate some animals, like we did not eat pigs. And so when I look at a pig, I, not that I look at any animal and think it's food, but especially a pig, it's like, how is that? How is that food at all? You know, it's, they're just adorable. It's so funny how they, that they sometimes don't, well, humans too, I guess all species sometimes don't get along with others in their species, but do you think they know that their life is vastly different than most pigs? I don't know if they know uh, to compare themselves to pigs who aren't safe and living a good life, but I know that they know that they're living a good life. They, you know, you can see it. You can, you can see how happy they are and you can, you know, I can, I just watch them and you, you, you know, when an animal is, is happy or, you know, or, or you know, or, or the opposite of when they feel like they're not safe or they're hungry or they're, you know, stressed out, you know, you can always tell that. And with them, you, I walk up and of course they know me, but I walk up and they're like, Hey mom, hi. And well, tails are wagging, you know, they wag their tails. Okay. So I was wondering if a tail wagging a pig is, is a happy thing, like a dog. It absolutely is. Yeah, it is. It's, I, you know, it's funny. I, I'll look out there and I just see all these little tails wagging all the time. I'm like, that tails are wagging. So Everybody's cool. fine.
Well, the, um, Lisa says, what a wonderful video, Jennifer, amazing. And thank you for the work in helping pigs. And Carlene says, uh, they, they she can tell how much the pigs love you. And Clark says, so adorable. And also just thank you for your work. You know, I, it, it, I get so uncomfortable that when people say I like, I do so much because I don't feel I do in this. I mean, yes, I've been vegan for almost 50 years and I think that helps, but you know, I do this show because I love it and I like spreading the message. But to me, the people that do what you do, people that work in animal rescue and in even, even in just, you know, like at shelters, like to me, you're the real heroes. You're in the trenches doing the hard stuff. I mean, it's pretty easy to go on zoom. So thank you for your work, but how do you have time to do anything? Because if I had 19 pigs, I don't think I would get anything. Fun. I would just be playing with the pigs all day. <laughs> well, I do do some of that. Um, I'm fortunate. I, I work from home um, for my corporate job. And um, so, you know, I have a lot of flexibility in that. But, um, you know, you make time for what's important to you. And, um, you know, I, you know, I, I like I, I love to cook and I'm, I'm going to make time to cook and I enjoy it. And, and so, I'm very good at organizing my time and, um, you know, and asking for help when I need it. And yeah, I, I was wondering in case anybody lives local, like, do you know, Dr. Howard? Oh, he doesn't live in North Carolina anymore, but Kathy Hester, how close does she live to, to, to you? She's in Durham. So she's probably 30 minutes away. And, um, I, I, I was talking to her at your conference and I'm like, you're so close. You've got to come visit my pigs. And so she's she should, to I'm going to, I'm be, I talked to her quite a bit. I'm going to say, you need to not only come, but she should, she has a channel too. She should actually maybe broadcast from your sanctuary. If, if, oh, if wow. Wi-Fi, you know, if you can get it, I know that we couldn't go, we were going to do a tour guys, but that's why she did the video. She just was worried that it wouldn't work. So once you're, once you have them like separated because of the ones that get along and don't get along like does it ever change like do you ever have like a couple in this pen and then one day like just like a married couple like okay I've had enough of you I gotta go live in a different pen you know that that's that, that's a good question and it's, it's actually something I'm dealing with right now um you know I, I don't know if you remember Daisy she's the um she's she's the fully blind pig not the morbidly obese fat blindness pig but the other pig that's blind She's in, in a, a closed-in area with four other pigs. And I, I noticed that Roxy is starting to turn on her, you know, like just not letting her get to her food bowl, um, just being mean. And I'm like, okay. So every time I go out there now, I'm just kind of eyeballing them and seeing what's going on. But if it start, if it gets any worse, then, you know, I have, I'm going to have to consider moving Roxy out of that area into another area, you know? So it's, again, it's, it's, you know, when, when they start there, I, I, I hate to say it, but they can be really mean to each other, especially if one of them has a disability or is getting old and starts becoming, you know, not, not being there, doing their part in the tribe, you know? So, um, yeah, it does happen. It's happened before too. Um, but it, it's not, it's not that common though. Usually when pigs bond with each other, they, they, they're bonded for life. It's yeah. very rare that they will turn on each other after they've bonded but um, but I've seen it a couple of times. Are they are they all spayed and neutered? Be oh oh absolutely. Um, um, well let me let me let me let me go back. So all the males are fixed. Nobody's getting pregnant. I've got I am not in the breeding industry. Not all the females are fixed because of um, like for example Daisy when she got here you know she was already a senior pig, and you know she was already traumatized. I'm I'm not gonna 
that's a, I'm not, I'm not going to go make her go through that surgery when she's was pretty much at the age where she couldn't get pregnant and B I was never going to expose her to a um, intact male. I see. So I'm, I'm guessing you have farm vet, veterinarians where you live. We do. In fact, I use the same vet as um, Piedmont Farm Animal Refuge. Um, Dr. Shannon Swink, she's wonderful. Um, is she, she vegan? Come, I'm curious. Is she vegan? You know, I don't know. She she she's a, a a farm animal vet, and I know she treats animals that are in in uh, on farms where they're being um, you know bred for for food. So I I actually have never asked her. But she knows what I'm. What my mission is here, and I know she knows what Piedmont Farm Animal Refuge's mission is. So, I don't know. I wish I. I would like to say she is, but I don't know. Okay. Well, if she is, tell her she can come on the show. I mean, she could come oh. on if she wasn't. But that's so cool when veterinarians are vegan. I know. So, um, you have a, a companion animal that lives in your house, right? A dog. I do, Miss Claire. And does Does he go get along with the pigs? Are is he a friend of the pigs or and the roosters or you got to keep oh, him? Oh no, um, Claire, she's she's my pit bull rescue. She's uh, she's over there on the couch. She's she's been really lazy. Well, she's always lazy. She's she's senior, but no, she um she's dog aggressive and she's also pig aggressive. I've walked her out there on a leash before and her hackles raised and the pigs got really agitated. I was like, okay, that's not going to work. But my other dog, Jenna who I named the sanctuary after she passed away right when I started the sanctuary. And so she passed away unexpectedly. And so i named the sanctuary after her, but she loved the pigs and the pigs loved her. Her, her tail, her old back end would wag when I took her out there. But Claire is, she's just, she just, she thinks she's the only animal that should be alive on the planet earth. She's just does not want to tolerate any other animal, but she's just as sweet as she can be. Wow. So who took care of everybody when you came to Sacramento? Oh, I've got wonderful neighbors. I'm so blessed to have wonderful, wonderful neighbors. Um, And I also hire a service to come out a couple of times. So I've got people in and out of the house and checking on the animals all, all day. <laughs> when do you I'm, need when I'm any volunteers? Like, do you ever, you know, there's this great uh, organization and it's free. I used to use it when I worked in, uh, in uh, retirement homes because I only could work a certain amount of hours and I wanted the residents to have activities on the weekend. It's called volunteermatch.org. And, you know, sometimes like even high school kids could get credit. Do you need any volunteers to come help? I, I always welcome volunteers and I have quite a few who come out. Um, there's a, an organization at UNC, the, the university, um, it's called, it's Vegans for Peace. And they come out quite often and that group does. They they even come out and do um, activities like um, like writing sessions and things. They just sit out there with the animals and get motivated to write stories and things like that. I do have some um, volunteers from high schools around town, around the area, and they do get credit. I have to go to some website and log in their hours and things like that. Um, and I just have people in the community that contact me and come out and volunteer and visit. I give tours on Saturday mornings. Um, at I, I try to schedule it at 10 a.m. And I usually, you know, four or five people at a time um, will come out and visit. And then, you know, of course, I talk about volunteer opportunities, which to me is, you know, scooping poop, which is actually not that hard of a job at all. It's actually quite, quite fun. And, um, and just socializing with the pigs, you know, just hanging out with them. To me, that's volunteering. So, 
you know, I always tell people, you don't have to come out and do hard labor. You can just literally come out and hang out with the animals. To me, that's volunteering. Yeah, that, so, that's, that's neat. So do, are pigs free fed or like, do they have certain feeding times? And then when they are fed, do they eat everything at once? Where did the saying eat like a pig come from? <laughs> well, if you ever met Petey, the farm pig, you would completely understand where that phrase came from. He, I, he would literally eat himself to death if I let him. Um, they eat twice a day, um, sometime in the morning and then, you know, four or five, six o'clock at night. Um, they, they eat, I, I, they have troughs where I put the food in the troughs and they, they play musical bowls. It's not like one pig stays in front of one trough. They, they knock each other out of the way. It's a frenzy. And so then they go from bowl to bowl, to bowl, to bowl, to bowl. And then you come back three minutes later and everything's gone. So, Um, and they, so they eat twice a day. They, well, that, and I give them, you, you depends on how much produce I, I have. If I have like a whole box of apples and pears and berries and whatever else people donate to me, then I'll, I'll, you know, I'll give them those things throughout the day as well. So do they just like when they're eating an apple, do they just eat the whole thing? Do they leave the core? How, did, how does it work? Do you cut they it eat the whole thing? And they, and they eat like a watermelon. They eat the, the seeds, the rind, the whole yes. thing. So that is, so, so are they, are they true herbivores or are they omnivores? You know, that's a, that's a good question. I don't know. I've never given them meat. Uh, they would eat it if I gave it to them. Um, now they're in, in the wild, they're, they're not predators. You know, they wouldn't kill an animal and eat an animal. They, they would, they're, they're basically prey. So they wouldn't be eating um, you know, I mean, but you know, I, I, I guess there's different varieties of pigs, you know, we've got wild boars and these are, these are domesticated pot belly pigs. So, um, you know, I don't, I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't give them, I don't, I've never given them meat. Um, and I, but they would, I'm sure they would eat it if I gave it to them. I, I just Googled it and it said pigs are omnivores are typically not picky about their food. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they'll eat anything. They really, especially Petey. Um, I mean, just wow. <laughs> the only things I found that they will not eat um, are lemons, limes, garlic, shallots, onions, any kind of onion, and mushrooms. Any other produce I've ever given them, they love. Like, Good. They're smart. They don't like mushrooms. See, I knew pigs were smart. I oh. eat mushrooms too. <laughs> I'll eat the mushrooms. <laughs> oh, that's um, hilarious. But are there things that are their favorite though? Are there things that they really, that you can tell they really, really love? Watermelon, apples, and yeah. pumpkins. This time of year is great because um, I've got a, I, I've been to all of the feed um, stores around and I, cause you know, they put the pumpkins out this time of year and I'm like, okay guys, when it comes to the end of the season, and you've got, you know, 50 pumpkins left, I'll come get them and give them to the pigs. So they absolutely love pumpkins and sweet potatoes. Oh, oh gosh. There's a question if they eat the potatoes raw. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They eat them raw. And Petey, the farm pig. Okay. So you got me hooked on sweet potatoes, Chef AJ. I oh, he likes them too. I, I So, you know, I, I remember, you know, I'd have maybe I bought too many, you know, on occasion. And, you know, it's like, you know, I'll just give these last two to the pigs. Petey loses his mind when he sees a sweet potato. And, um, and, and they've got these big, huge jumbo sweet potatoes out right now in the feed stores around here, which is great. And so, I mean, there'll be one that's this big and he'll stuff that whole thing in his mouth, but Petey and his sweet potatoes, I can never, ever run out of sweet potatoes. 
That's hilarious. So what are their teeth like? I mean, I'm, 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 they don't bite other pigs or humans, right? But they must have massive teeth and jaws to be able to get through a raw sweet potato or a well, they, they have strong, they have strong jaws. And and I have gotten bit before, been that not bad of because they were being ag- aggressive, but because I was doing something stupid, like I had food in my hand when I walked out there. You know, I always tell people like, don't walk out there with food in your hand because they're just going to walk up and grab your hand and bite down thinking it's food and you're going to get really hurt. So I've gotten, um, I learned my lesson on that the hard way. So they can bite and I've seen them bite each other if they get into an argument, but, um, but uh, yeah, they're, they've got, they've got, they've got some strong jaws. So you got to be careful. (laughs) Other than eating, what do they love to do? And how many hours a day do they sleep? Oh, they sleep a lot. Um, they, they, they sleep on, they are on camp time. So when that sun goes down, they go to the barn and start going to sleep. And then when the sun rises, you know, you know, they get up about sunrise a little bit after now, if it's really, really cold, or if it's raining, they'll sleep all day. They don't like to be in the cold and they don't like to be in the rain. Wow. But they love to sleep They and they burrow up and sleep. It's so funny because I put so much straw in the barn. Um, in, in the wintertime, I have to put a lot of straw in there and they burrow up under it and I'll go, I'll walk in there to check on them and I'll just see all their little snouts sticking out of the straw. <laughs> it's the cutest thing. Do they ever come in the house when it's cold? No, no, I don't let them in the house. <laughs> I wonder if they would like to. So Jennifer says that your joy shines through when you talk about your pigs and your pigs seem just as joyful as you. I mean, do they exercise? It seems like they don't, they don't move that much. They don't, they, they mostly kind of walk from place to place exploring in the woods. Um, yeah, they get, they get around in their area, but they, they, they're not extremely active animals. They, they like to stay in one area. They'll, they'll find something in the grounds like a tree root or I don't know, they'll, just about anything. And they'll sit there and chew on it and explore it. And then another pig will run up and be like, what are you looking at? And then, then they're looking at that and then they're just biting on something. And then, then they start wanting to eat a tree. They like to pull the bark off the trees, which kills them. Um, but they, 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 they like to move around, but not, not like you would think, not, not like a dog would be running around, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty lazy animals, especially mine. They're like, ah, we're, we got it made. We don't have to exercise. We're good. We, we know where our food's coming from <laughs> how do you like like when when you adopt a new one like is it because somebody tells you they need a home or do you go out looking for them no i don't have to go out looking for them they find me um i get emails constantly of people trying to dump their animals um it happens it happens a lot um i do have relationships with the um the local uh at local other animal rescues around uh, the area and also the animal shelters will contact me. But um, it's usually just via email. Somebody goes to my website and fills in the contact form and says, hey, we're moving, we can't take our pig or, um, hey, I got this pig from a breeder and now he's grown to be 150 pounds and I live in an apartment and, or, you know, it's, um, it's very frustrating, but there is no shortage of animals of pigs that need homes and you're just gonna you're gonna stick with pigs right were the roosters rescues and uh jill saying how many pigs you have you said 19 right 
Right, 19. I'm supposed to rescue two more this month. So that'll be up to 21. I always wow. said 20 was my absolute max. So that'll put me one above, but um, well, you might not yeah. be a micro sanctuary anymore. How many but, roosters do you have? And did you rescue them? And, and what do they eat? And roosters are just males. You only have males, right? Right, right. Because no one wants roosters. Um, cause they don't, you know, produce eggs. They don't produce anything. So people don't, don't want roosters. And, and a lot of the, the towns have ordinances where they won't allow roosters, you know, the, like they'll, you know, you can have a couple of backyard hens, but you can't have roosters because well, they're loud. Um, they're all, they're rescues. They've come from, um, various places. Um, what do they eat? They eat, uh, scratch from the feed store, they have uh, pe little pellets that they eat. And I also give them a really healthy diet of, of fruit. They love fruit. So if I'm out there and I've got a box of raspberries or blueberries or grapes or something like that for the pigs, I'll give some of those to the roosters as well. And they'll, they'll eat that. They absolutely love them. Do the roosters get along with the other roosters? The, the three that I have right now, uh, one of them does not get along with any other rooster. So he stays separated. He's got his own heated house with, with straw. He, he can't be around any of the other roosters, although they can get to each other through the fence. They can, they can visit each other through the fence, but he's got to stay separated. He's just really aggressive. I mean, extremely aggressive. And he actually, he actually killed one of my other roosters one time a few years ago. And I was like, that's it. Oh and God. so he stays separate, but the two that I have, that are that they basically run they they run around free range during the day and at night I have to put them up of course to keep them safe, but um they're so funny I walk out the back door and they come running they're like hey <laughs> they're that is really so cute. cute have you ever talked to an animal communicator or a pet psychic I talked to one yesterday Bailey had a session for her birthday I'm curious if they would be able to help to why these why some of them are so aggressive you know I I haven't. I've never even thought about that. No one's ever asked me that question before. That's um, I'd be I'd be totally up for that though. That would be so fun. So uh, Stephanie says you must have a good sized property. It's almost three acres. Um, and and not all of that is available to the pigs. I have probably maybe two thirds of that of it fenced in for the for the animals. Right. How long does a pig live if it's healthy? Um, little, kind of like dogs, 15, 16 would be an old pig. Um, my oldest two pigs now are, you know, I don't know their exact ages because they're all rescues, but you know, like Daisy, I'm guessing she's probably 13 ish, the blind one and Abigail, the one with the arthritis in her feet, she's probably about the same age, 12 or 13. So, um, you know, they're slowing down, but they're, but they're, they're doing great. And it, it, it it's the diet. It's, it's just the fact that they, they're stress-free and they have fresh water and their, their, their diet. I mean, they're just, it is just made the, all the difference in the world. Um, it's just amazing. I mean, it, it's just like with people, it's, it's their, it's, it's my, it's, it's their pharmacy, you know, is the, is, is food. That's so cool. You said that nobody wants roosters because they don't do anything, meaning like they don't lay eggs, but don't, aren't roosters, don't roosters. I mean, there must've been a purpose for roosters in Protection mostly. Um, most people who have like a you know they have hens because they want the eggs. They may have a rooster or two running around, and it's usually just from for protection because, um, you know they they're very protective over their their flock. Um, but most people that I know who have hens, like my neighbors have hens, and they don't have roosters. They don't want a rooster. They think they're aggressive. They're loud. 
Um, so, you know, a lot of people will go to places like Tractor Supply. I'm not sure if you have Tractor Supplies out there. Um, um, but they'll go there, you know, they'll, they'll be like, oh, we've got chicks, you know, come get your chicks. And people will go get, you know, a few chicks and one of them ends up being a rooster. Um, and then they, and then they live, they, they don't want the rooster because either they think he's going to be aggressive or they're like, we don't need a rooster. We are, we want eggs. So then they contact someone like me and says, can you, can you take my rooster? Or they dump them in the woods somewhere, which is really sad. Yeah, but don't, don't they need the male rooster to fertilize the female egg? I mean, they must have a place in this whole cycle, right? Right. Um, well, you can, you, you don't, I mean, a, a, the hen will lay eggs without it being fertile, without it being fertile. Really? So, well, it's just like humans, you know, we, we ovulate eggs. Wow. So I, I, not, said, I, don't, I don't know anything. I, you know, it's funny. I went to the University of Pennsylvania to be a veterinarian. That never happened. I obviously know anything about this. Um, so Lisa says, do you have to worry about any predators? That's a great question. I saw a coyote in my yard last night, to be honest oh. with you. Um, but everybody's up safe at night. The pigs are, you know, safe in their barn um, and in their little pig houses and the roosters are, are, are safely up away, you know, from, from, from predators. But yeah, I, I've only had one incident and that was, um, I believe I never saw the animal. It was either a raccoon or a possum that got to a couple of my roosters, but I heard it. My neighbor alerted me and I ran out there and whatever it was ran off. So I got very lucky, but at that point, I was like, okay, I need to secure my fencing a little bit better. So where the roosters were at night, I just made sure I plugged all that stuff up so that, that you know, possums and roosters, or sorry, um, raccoons couldn't get in there. But uh, the coyotes, um, you, know, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm, the, it's a good question. I have heard about pigs getting attacked by, you know, coyotes before, but I think a coyote would have a hard time getting to my pigs because they'd have to, they'd have to jump a high fence and then they would have to, you know, put up with Petey. So I really don't think, um, I, I don't think that's an issue. And there's no digging under the fence here. There's so many roots and trees and things. I mean, the, the coyote would literally, literally have to do a high rise jump. So, and the pigs let me know if there's danger, if there was something, bless you. If um, they squeal really loud, if they, when they squeal really loud at feeding time, but um, if if they if they feel like some, they're in danger in any way, they squeal really loud. And then if one squeals, they all squeal. So I would hear them and I would run out there. Okay. When you wake up in the morning, do you have to like do roll call, make sure everybody's there? <laughs> I do a visual. Yeah. I mean, especially, and you know, because you know, everybody's going to come running for food. And if you don't see one of the pigs, then something's wrong. But um yeah. yeah, that that never happens. They're all there lined up for food. How cold and how hot does it get in North Carolina? And do they have a preference for weather? They like this time of year, fall and, and especially spring, because it's just, you know, it's moderate temperatures, like in the 70s during the day, you know, maybe 50s at night. Um, the wintertime, we have fairly mild winters here. Um, we do get some cold snaps where it gets like in the teens at night. That doesn't happen very often, but I hang, I've got heat lamps in the barn, lots of fresh straw, and they've got their body heat to keep each, each other warm. I worry about them more in the summertime. It's brutally hot here in the summer. 
Um, I mean, it's just, it's disgustingly hot in the Can summer. Can you get fans or, fans or misters? I've got misters out there and I go out there and spray them down too with the hose. So um, some of them don't like to be sprayed down, but I do it anyway. I, I And then they've got, um, I've got kiddie pools. So they'll get in the kiddie pool and, and roll around and they've got mud puddles. I make mud with the, I'll just take the hose and make a big mud puddle and they actually dig it out with their snouts. They, they're very smart. They know that they need a mud puddle in the summertime and they actually dig it out. And then I just stand out there and spray it. So it's, um, so it turns into mud and they roll in it, but they don't roll in mud in the wintertime. A lot of people think they, they, they wallow in the mud, you know, all year long. I'm like, no, that's just to keep cool. They don't do that. In fact, they're very clean. You would, you'd be surprised at just how clean they are. Yeah. So belly rubs are their favorite, huh? Oh yeah. They love them. <laughs> Even Petey, the farm pig, it's funny. You start rubbing his belly and his, he's, you know, he's so large. He'll just kind of go into this little trance and then he just flops over and you just got to make sure he doesn't fall on your feet. Cause he, then you're going to have 400 pounds on your feet. So, so is that, is that about what they weigh? Like what, about 400? Yeah, he's well, the vet, you know, they've got their ways of, of estimating their weight by, you know, measuring girth and width and whatever they do. And she estimates somewhere between 350 and 400 pounds. But if he ever steps on your foot, you'll believe that. Wow, that's something. Do you celebrate their birthdays? <laughs> well, I don't know when their birthdays are since they're all rescues, but um, you know, we celebrate every day. I I I think I think it's just one big party here. So but that's a good idea. I guess I could make up, you know, make up some birth dates for them and I don't know. That's a good that's a that's a, that's a good question, but we we celebrate every day. That's so cool. Do you have a YouTube channel or Facebook or Instagram page where people can follow you? And if maybe they don't want to give a financial donation, but maybe just support you in that way. Oh, I'd love for people to follow. I'm, I'm very active on Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's, it's at Jenna and friends animal sanctuary. Yes, so I'm all, sure you gave me that for the show notes, you know, I, I don't think you gave me links. So if you wouldn't mind after the show, just send me the links, I can make them clickable and then we can put it in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. And I also have a YouTube channel that I'm not as active on. I've, I've just recently started uploading more videos there. Um, but that's also at Jenna and Friends Animal Sanctuary. Um, and then, of course, my website, if you just Google Jenna and Friends Animal Sanctuary, I've got links to all of the um, all of the my social media there as well. Um, and you and I've got all of the rescue stories of the animals. They each have their own page. So I've got photos of each animal with the entire rescue story and, um, you know, in a way to sponsor them and all of that. And I, and I'm, and I've got a blog and I try to, try to, 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 to keep that fairly active. I, um, I, you know, I like to educate people. Part of what I do, part of my mission is educating people and, you know, not that I know everything, but I I've learned a, a thing or two, you know, doing this over the past eight years. And, you know, I always want to encourage people that, hey, you know, it's, it's, if I can do this, you absolutely can too. You know, it's it, getting to know these animals and becoming a, such a big part of their lives. And I mean, they know me, I have a relationship with them. I'm not just like, oh, I don't eat meat. You know, I'm, I actually know these animals. I, you know, we, we, we have a relationship. It's changed my life. It really has. So I always encourage people um, to, um, you know, to, to, if, if there's a, if there's a way and you, you really, you want to rescue a couple of farm animals. If I can do this, anybody can. So there's to that, to my, I have that article on my blog and some other 
you know, rescue stories and things like that. So please check out my website. And I do have a newsletter too. So, Right. But, but when you say anybody can, they have like, for instance, like right now where I live, I, I couldn't uh, technically, right. I mean, you have to live in a place where the, I mean, legally, right. Cause you, right. that make the most sense to then to try yeah. to have 19 pigs in your. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I guess I should rephrase that to say, if you, if, if you, if you really want to do it, it's, yeah. you know, you got to find the right spot, of course, exactly. you, exactly. you know, but, but it's, it's not as hard as a lot of people think. Do you think you'll always just uh, focus mostly on pigs or just uh, maybe let some cows in now and then? Well, right now I'm just going to focus on pigs because, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of, I've been flying by the seat of my pants a lot and with, with pigs, but you know, it's, but I've, I've learned so much and I, I feel like I'm, I'm just at finally at the point where I'm, I'm, I, I really, I feel like I'm, I'm really starting to know, I know what I'm doing, you know, in most cases, but now with, I don't have, a really, really large property. You know, it's like I said, it's only about three acres. So I'm really not set up for cows. Um, but, um, you know, I like the fact that, hey, I, I think it's good to specialize in, in, in a particular species if, 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 that's, if that's what works for you, you know? Yeah, no, that, that's great. And um, one of the live viewers, Stephanie, saying you can tell how passionate you are. And that is just so awesome. Well, that Thank you so much for what you do. And, uh, and Susanna says, Anna is great at educating others. She's learned a lot. And um, they're just, I'm so glad you came to my conference and look at this adore. Hey, do you sell these shirts? I bet people would love this. I wish I Middlesworth, my friend was watching because I think she loves pigs more than anything. And um such a, it's a real cozy, comfortable shirt, actually. Yeah, I love it. I, and I have different colors. They're, they're, you can, you can um, purchase them on my website. But, yeah. um, so what we need to do is after the show, you got to give me the clickable links for the shirt, for the social media. This is, this is a small and fits great. It's nice and cozy, nice and soft. And I love it. Thank and I can wear a small now, thanks to you. <laughs> well, now we know how to get on the show. Just apparently give me a gift. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm so <laughs> really, if you were somebody that applied like Anna over a year ago, it's not because I don't want you on the, it's just ever since I went to regular programming, it's just been much harder, but that is like, literally my goal is by the, I, I have probably 50 people waiting, like just even if I have to work doubles and triples to get everybody that applied on the show, even if they're not vegan, because I'm just, I'm trying so hard. But the, the minute I get a, it's like that game of whack-a-mole. The minute I book a few people waiting, then I got like five or six more applicants. Who knew that people would want to come on my little tiny YouTube You're show? popular. You, you've changed, well, you've changed lives. I mean, you're, you're talking about it. me. You're talking I about love changing it. lives. You've changed, gosh, hundreds of thousands of lives. I mean, look at your following. It's yeah. amazing. Jesse, you said you love the shirt. I'll get you one if you want. Tell me what size. Jesse's one of our wonderful moderators along with Susanna. So yeah, this is, I can't have mine though. It's, <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I see the Instant Pot and oh, guys, remember on the video, I, I think you have more California balsamic than anyone. Did you buy any at the conference to take home? I didn't buy any California balsamic because, um, you know, I had to fly home and I didn't want to have any liquid in my suitcase, but, oh, I've got so many California balsamics. I am a freak. I've got, and that, what I showed you is only one part of what I have. I have twice as much as that. Um, I've got everything that you, you, you recommended, you know, the, uh, on, you know, if you, if you go to their site, you go to your, your area, your recommendations, I've got all of those, um, Oh, I love California balsamic. Now I did get some local spicery um, things. I got the 
the, the bacon. Because um, you can have bacon without pigs, guys. Get local oh. spicery bacon seasoning. It makes oh, it's wonderful. Meat. You know what? I, I put it on some um, steamed squash the other day. Really it, good. Just, that's all you need. It's so great. Um, I love local spicery. Um, and, and California balsamic. Oh, my gosh. You changed my life. Um, and you know, the thing, I mean, I don't even like to talk about eating animals, but when you think about it, like if it wasn't for the sugar, fat and salt, pigs don't even taste good. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, not that other animals taste good. Cause most people, let's face it, don't eat raw anything. Not really. I mean, I guess you could argue sushi, but are they really eating the fish? Or are they eating all the spices with the wasabi and the vinegar? But I mean, the only reason people like pig products is because of the way they're cured and you know bacon is i mean you know sugar fat and salt it's not the pigs taste that good i mean i've never had one so i don't case, know case in point you know if you ever have vegan barbecue um like you know there's a restaurant here that makes it with jackfruit and um you know by the time you add the vinegar and the other things that they add to it it you 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 don't know that you're not eating pig because of all the spices in it and the, the condiments. I mean, so w why, why slaughter an animal to eat that when you can eat the vegan version and it tastes exactly. I've the been same. asking people that for 50 years and they think I'm the crazy one, but I don't understand, but I, I really appreciate people that have the compassion and don't eat animals because we certainly don't need them for health, you know, and if you like the taste, there's other things that taste just like it, that's going to be better for you. So absolutely. And, you know, Chef Ace, I'm going to give you a little plug. This has changed my life too. I love all of your recipes. I'm the kind of person that um, will look at a recipe and I'll modify it in some way. You know, I, it's very rare that I will, unless it's maybe a sauce or something that's very, very particular about measurements. I will look at something and be like, oh, that's great. But I also have some squash. So I'm going to add some squash to it. Or, hey, I think I'm going to put uh, cannellini beans instead of garbanzas in that. You know, so a lot of the, these recipes are, are, you know, I have followed them to the to the T. But, you know, a lot of them are, you know, you you just kind of can use them as a an, get an idea and, 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 and do something wild and crazy. So you've given me a lot of great ideas. I appreciate that. And I don't usually plug things on my show, but if you don't have unprocessed, or even if you do, if you just send a screenshot or your receipt to chefajbonus at yahoo.com, we'll send you a lot of amazing recipes and a video. And it's not too late. Even if you bought it, you know, doesn't matter. Like I said, if you can't find the receipt, just you can send a picture of you holding the book or a screenshot and we'll still get you those bonuses. So thanks for, thanks for mentioning it. That's very kind of you. Um, Let's see. All right. Well, this has been great. I'm so glad because I know originally you were like, oh, I'm afraid to come on. Never be afraid. I don't think anybody I have ever been mean to a guest or made them uncomfortable. Well, no, one time I didn't make the guests uncomfortable, but there was an uncomfortable situation in the chat with the with the offspring of the guest. It was kind of comical, but that was, but other than that, you know, 1700 shows and maybe one little, not too bad of a track record. <laughs> Well, you've made it. You, you, you're, you're wonderful. And like I said, I've, I've been to so many of your, of your videos, and uh, you know, I, I see all the guests that you have, and you're, you're, you're very comfortable, and you, um, you know, you're, you're not in it for you. You, you're, you're, you want to, um, you know, provide information to your community, and you're, you're very passionate about that, and spreading the good news, and, um, you know, it's, just, it's, you know, people were saying, oh, I can see how Anna is very passionate about her animals. I can say that about you, Chef AJ. It's um, you know, you're you're doing great things, and 
That's um, what I, I like- say at the beginning of the show, doing great things that I think you should know about. You know, if I knew about your, your pigs uh, losing weight, what I would have suggested is you took a picture of the pig reading the book and then a before and after, because that would have been the funniest success story. Oh, that's so funny. That's great. I, I if I if I get some video skills or some kind of creative juices, I'll um I'll try to work on that. But <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So I said something the other day, and I don't know if it's true that not that everybody doesn't like pigs, but for the people that don't, or maybe why we eat certain animals, because pigs aren't like fuzzy and furry, you know, and and I mean, I think they're adorable, but they're not maybe adorable in the same way like a kitten is, you know, where it's it's soft. Do you think there's any merit to that? Because they're kind of bristly, right? When you pet them. They are. Um, yeah, I, 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 I get that. You know, a lot of people think of dogs and they're, they're cuddled, cuddled up on the couch with them and they're real soft and they, you know, sleep with them at night, which of course I do with my dog. Um, it's just a different kind of, I, I don't know how to explain it. I, I, you know, what you once you fall in love with them and you, you really have a relationship with a pig, you know, I'll get in there and I know I, this probably sounds crazy, but I'll get in there and snuggle with them. I don't care if they're bristly. I'll get I'll get in the straw with them and give them belly rubs and lay down with them. And, um, you know, I, I go in there and tell them about my day. You know, I'm like, hey, guys, you guys want to kind of get around me for a second? I want to tell you what happened to me at work today. And they're all like, oh, what happened, mommy? And they'll just kind of sit around and I give belly rubs. And um, so yeah, I don't really see any difference. I mean, they def- they def- definitely very different animals and they, they're definitely not as soft as a dog, but you can certainly be cuddly and, um, you know, get up all personal with them with <laughs> just as, just the same. That is so great. I love, I, I, I think it was a Petey, that little white one is just that it looks so friendly. Oh, I think it was Maggie. Yeah. But there was one that you said is a farm pig, I think that was. Oh, that's Petey. That's a big, yeah, yeah, that's a big. But he didn't look so big, but he seems, is he friendly? He seems very friendly to me. He's very friendly. He really is. He's, um, you know, he, he, um, he, you know, the video didn't show just how big he was. I, I don't, I don't know why I kept looking at it going, I'm saying he's 400 pounds, but he doesn't look 400 pounds in the video, but trust me, he is. Um, he's very sweet. Um, when he got here, he was just a tiny little piglet. So he's never known anything but love and kindness. He's never known anybody being mean to him or um, you know, what the hell that he escaped from. He was so small. I, I'm sure he doesn't remember it. So he's never been exposed to anything but 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 good, healthy love and companionship. So, um, I, you know, I guess that has a lot to do with the fact that he's just a really sweet animal. That's neat. I see, I, you know, I have uh, colleagues and friends that are animal communicators, psychic. It would be so fun if they went through and just did readings on all the pigs. Oh, I would love that. Let's talk. Oh gosh. I wish I had one that I don't know one out that area. Maybe they'll travel because that could be really fun finding out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, well, thank you so much for coming on and for your work and um, Dixie saying thank you for saving the animals. And that's just such a great, great thing. Oh, Linda Middlesworth is texting me. I'm trying to get her to watch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's something. Well, anyway, um, I'm trying to find a place to have our conference. I actually talked to the gentleman that rents it today and they said no more, not, not to my group, just they're not doing it anymore. So I, if I'm going to have another conference, got to find another location. 
Got is that it? it? Well, there's oh, always a North God. Carolina. <laughs> well, no, I'm trying to stay. I know. I mean, I, I I did that for 10 years and I just, I need to. I understand. You need to, not that I won't ever go anywhere again, but it's like, I'm, I'm home. And that's, I understand. That's where I want to be. Just like you want to be with your little piggies. That's you right. Say to them, this little piggy went to, you ever tell them little pig stories, like the three pig, three, read them the three little pigs or this little piggy went to market. Um, I, I've had a children read them stories before. I, um, no, I haven't read. That's a, that's a good idea. I've never read them stories, but um, they would love that. But I have had a child out here reading stories to them and they, and they love it. You know, they just kind of walk up and be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they're listening. Cause you know, their little ears kind of twitch as you talk. So I think they, I think they, they understand the stories. Well, I can't wait for your children's book to come out. And I can't wait for you to consider the idea that a few of us have given you by like, you know, you don't have to have like cameras on everybody all the time, but if you could somehow get up like a, a system where you, cause I think if people watched, they would donate, you know, I mean, I would, I would be enthralled by watching them just, uh, you know, a few I hours will look into that. That is an excellent idea. Um, a pig cam. I have, call it a pig cam. pig cam. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I think that's, um, I think that's a great idea. I will totally look into that. Yeah. I, I've heard about it. So that's great. Well, thanks, Anna. It was so fun talking to you and seeing you and thank you for the shirt and thank you for the work you do. And thank you, Chef AJ, for having me. This has been a pleasure and a dream come true. A bucket list item well, has I'm been checked off. I'm glad I could do that. And please get me all those clickable links for the shirt, the YouTube, so that we can add them to the show notes. So people I'll do it right it. now. We'll do it right thank now. You. Thank you, Anna O'Neill. And thanks all of you for watching another episode thank of you Chef everybody. AJ. Yep. Please come back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific time for Vegan Doc Talk with Dr. Scott Harrington. He's going to be talking about from cravings to control, navigating food addiction. I wonder if your 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 overweight pig maybe has a little bit of food addiction. <laughs> she used to have that access to that highly palatable, very yeah. refined food. She no longer does. So hey, if it's in if it's if it's in what is it? If it's, if in, it's, her in, cat, it's in her mouth, maybe you can write a book called Pleasure Trap for pigs. That's right. Exactly. That's great. That's great. <laughs> and also, you know, I don't know how to thank them, but, you know, you mentioned that when you showed all the produce that people are, or come, I'm guessing stores or companies are donating. And I don't know who they are, but if you're watching, thank you for doing that for the pigs. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It, it's great. It's very yeah, good for them. If you want to give me their names, we can give them a shout out even in the thing saying thank you this market and this market because um, that's so nice of them to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, take care and have a thank beautiful you. piggy day. Thank Bye. you. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Take care and thank you. <laughs>